This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3572 for Tuesday, the 12th of April, 2022. Today's show is entitled, More About Noom. It is hosted by JWP and is about 19 minutes long. It carries a clean flag. The summary is, who, what, when, and were of Noom. Good day, everyone. I wanted to continue with some more information about MVME, SSDs, everything you might want to know about the storage, which is insanely fast. For those of you that don't know, there's a new wave of memory-based storage, and it blows the older generations away. So... The good news is that you can pretty cheaply get it in your in your PC. It looks pretty much like the normal M2 thing that you've all normally already had. Okay, so NVMe is no longer a nice to have storage technology. If you're shopping for a new PC, it's a feature that you should actively seek out. Moreover, if your PC is of a fairly vintage variety, you should upgrade to VME, and here's why. VME is a communication standard developed for SSDs by a consortium of vendors including Intel, Samsung, SanDisk, Dell, and Seagate. It operates across the PCI bus, hence the Express in the name, which allows drives to act more like fast memory than they are, rather than hard disk they imitate. The bottom line is MVME is fast, really fast, like never have to wait again for your computer fast. And removing, uh, what it does is it removes storage as a bottleneck, not to belittle the efforts of the CPU and, G- and GPU vendors over the last decade, but the reason the last latest top MPCs seem so much faster is because there's been a quantum leap in storage performance provided by SSDs, first with SATA and now over MVME. The storage bottleneck was the last bottleneck for the real and perceived performance, but now it's widely uh, uh, widespread uh, with a vengeance. If you have bought a PC, say a, a MacBook Pro in the last two years, you may have noticed that you could hardly wait at all anymore for mundane operations. Programs pop open, files load, save an instant, and the machine boots and shuts down in just a few seconds. That's because MVME SSD inside the MacBook Pro reads and writes the data literally four times faster than SATA SSDs found in previous generations. Not only that, but it locates them ten but it locates them ten times as fast on the seek. That's on top of a four to five fold improvement in throughput and a tenfold improvement in seek times that was already provided by normal SATA SSDs compared to old hard drives. The approximate performance ceiling for three mainstream storage technologies as they now stand. So if you have a, a SATA drive, you're looking at, at less than 500 M, capital MB little p s per second. If you have an SSD, 
as normal SATA SSD, you're looking at right around 500 M, uh, Mbps. So I think that's megabits per second. Uh, and if you have an NVMe SSD, you're looking at really close uh, 2800 or 2900, uh, really close to 3000 M, Mbps. Uh, and uh, not that you can need sustained throughput like this very often, but MVME makes short work of transferring files of any size. An HHD is 200, 200 MBS typically, and a SATA, a SATA SSD is 550 MBS, while the MVME is over 3 gigabytes per PS. Uh, uh, longer bars are better uh, in all of this. Okay? And the the uh, um, the seek time. So now let's talk about the seek time. So the seek time. The again, the longer bars the better. And so the the seek time is is two milliseconds. Uh, it's two milliseconds. And whereas the the standard SSD is less than 0.2, and the the hard drive is 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 like a 0.000 or something. So the the CPU development curve pales in comparison the, the CPU and GPU development curve pales in comparison with storage over the last 10 years uh, HD is about 2 to 5 milliseconds seek and and a SATA SSD is 0.2 milliseconds and the MVE is 0.02 milliseconds on your seek so the, the shorter the bars the better uh, the better this is the overall average. Uh, some drives in each category might do better, and some will do worse. But still, it's 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 really amazing. Uh, hard hard drives still offer tremendous bake, bang for the buck in terms of capacities, and are wonderful for less used data. But for your operating systems, programs, and oft used data, you want an NVMe SSD in your system if your system supports it, or a SATA SSD if it can't. So. SATA SSDs versus NVMe SSDs. N knowing well the ultimate performance of NAND-based SSDs, even when they first showed up, it was clear the industry that new bus and protocol would eventually be needed. But as the first SSDs were relatively slow and bulky, it provided a far more convenient to use the existing SATA storage infrastructure. Though the SATA bus was developed to 16 gigabytes per second, as of version 3.3, nearly all the commercial implementations remain 6 GPS, roughly 550 BPMS after communications overhead. Uh, even the 3.3 version is far slower than what today's SSD technology is capable of, especially in RAID configurations. So, for instance, the, the SanDisk Extreme Pro offers the exact same performance as the WD Western Digital Black MVE because weight for it the weight for it is this it's the same drive. The drive uses four PCIe lanes for theoretical maximum throughput of well over three gigabytes per second. But as a replacement for the SATA bus, it was decided to leverage a much higher bandwidth technology. Thus that was also already in place. The PCIe Express, or PCIe, is the underlying data transport layer for graphics and other add-in cards. 
As of Generation 3X, it offers multiple lengths up to 16 for use with any one device and most PCs. That'll handle darn near gigabyte per second each, or 985 Mbps. So the PCIe also is the foundation for the Thunderbolt innovation, which is starting to pay dividends with external graphics cards for gaming, as well as external NVMe storage, which is nearly as fast as the internal NVMe. Intel's refusal to let Thunderbolt die was a very good thing, as many users are starting to discover. Even though Intel has shared the technology with the USB uh, form to make it easier to implement, it's still rarer than one might hope. Of course, for PCIe storage predates VME by quite a few years, but it's still, but, but previous solutions were hamstrung by older data transfer uh, protocols such as SATA, SCSI, and a AHCI, which were all developed when hard drive was still at the apex of storage technology. Okay, so the old hard drive, he isn't at the apex anymore. Uh, and the NVMe removes their constraints by offering lower latency commands and multiple queues of up to 64K of them. The latter is particularly effective because data written to SSDs in a, sh in a shotgun faction scatter about the chips and blocks rather than continuously in circles as on a hard drive. The MVMB standard has continued to evolve to the persistent version of 1.31. And with the addition of such features such as the ability to use part of your computer system as cache, we've already seen that caching employed by super cheap Toshiba RC100, which foregoes onboard RAM cache that most MVM dice use, but still performs well enough to give your system the MVE kick in the pants for everyday chores. So what do you need to get MVME? It's obviously, if it's obviously, oh no, it's obviously best if your system already supports MVE and has an M2 slot, that it's still possible to add an MV drive to any PC with the PCI slot via a $25 adapter card. All recent versions of the major operating system provide drivers regardless of the age of the system, and you will have a very dry, fast drive on your, on your hands. But there's a catch. To benefit fully from an MVME SSD, you must be able to boot the operating system from it, and that requires BIO support. I know. Most older mainstream BIOSes do not support booting from NVMe, and most likely never will. There's simply no benefit to the vendors to add it. And, real, and, and a very real downside is you're less likely to upgrade a system that's been updated with EMV unless you play PCM, PC games or do something truly CPU intensive like editing 2160p or 4K or 8K video. Um, okay. And so, like we said before, the M2 NVMe SSD, such as a relatively affordable, are, are relatively affordable and very fast, except for, uh, except for extremely large transfers. Things like the Samsung 970 Evo can live in an M2 PCIe slot or in a regular PCIe slot 4x greater uh, by the means of a cheap adapter card. All the NVMe SSDs 
sold in the consumer space use an M2 form factor. Though there are connectors below, simply by having an M2 slot doesn't guarantee NVMe compatibility. M2 was designed to support USB 3.0, SATA, and PCIe, and most clearly M2 slots supported only SATA. But read your system or motherboard uh, manufacturer's guide or check online. Note that MSATA slot, which was a versa to the M2, looks very similar. And and looks very similar. So the M2 uh, uh, looks it, the M2 and the MSATA look really, really similar. So be sure that you're really having an M2. I know that there's a lot of old laptops out there. So, so there's no way to tell from looking at a slot whether it supports PCIe and NVMe, but you can tell the difference between a PCI 2X and a PCI 4X slot. The former is called a, a B keyed, and the key is in the rise, which marries in the gap of the contacts on the drive. It has six contacts separated from the rest, while the latter, the M key, has five contacts separated from the rest on the opposite side. There is no hard and fast rule, uh, but many B slots were um, SATA only. So if you have a B slash M keyed slot with both sets of contacts separated, most common today, you're golden. And these are also referred to as socket 2 or and socket 3. Um, if your socket lets you down, it's time for a $25 PCIe M2 adapter card. As, um, and one of the interesting ones is uh, Plexter's MP9E, and others are, readily, are available and readily mounted in the PCIe cards and ready to rock as products. So what can you as an end user so what you as an end user can avoid are two and a half inch MVME drives. These require a U2 and need a, a SF8639 small four factor connector. A U2 connection features four Gen 3 PCI lanes, two SATA ports, plus side band channels, and both are 3.3 volt and 12 volt power, but it's only found in enterprise level storage systems. So that's going to cost a lot of money. On the off chance you're using the rare Windows PC that supports Thunderbolt, many with, if you have an Asus motherboard, they do. You may be able to use the external Thunderbolt PCI enclosure to add MVE to your system. This works like a charm on a Thunderbolt Mac, and it, it's new enough to run uh, High Sierra. Okay, so not all NVE drives are created equal. While just about any NVE should make your system feel quicker, they're all not alike, not even close. Where Samsung's 970 Pro will read over 3 gigabytes per second and write at 2.5 gigabytes per second, the Toshiba RC100 reads at 1.2 gigabytes per second and writes at 900 gigabytes per second. The difference can be even greater when the amount of data exceeds the cache on board. A number of factors affect performance, including the controller, amount of NAD on board, the number of PCI lanes, and the type of NAD. Here are some rules of thumb. 
4x PCI MVE SSDs are faster than the two 2x PCI types. More NAND chips. The, the more NAND chips you have, the more paths and destinations the controller has to distribute and store the data at. Smaller capacity versions, especially 128 GB and 256 GB of the same model drive, are quite often slower than larger complexity flavors. And the NAD, and the NAD type, the type of NAD used matters. SLC or single level cell one bit is the fastest. MLC multi-level cell 2-bit is the next. TLC triple-level cell 3-bit is slower, and QLC 4-bit is the slowest. However, the formula is complicated, and by the, that fact you can see you, you can treat any type of NAD except SLC as faster than the predecessor by simply writing fewer bits. Vendors do this with portions of the SSD for use as cache, which means TLC or QLC drive can be just as fast as an SLC drive until the cache is used up. Most controllers these days are very effective, but some such as those used by Intel and Samsung are smarter about how they use the cache and can sustain right performance with larger data sets. Capacity matters. As nearly all NVMe SSDs use a portion of their NAD as secondary cache, many and many use it as the primary cache as well, there has to be a NAD available for that purpose. I.e., if you buy a terabyte SSD and put 900 gigabyte on it, there's going to be a lot less NAD available for caching. The performance will suffer. In our experience, once you reach 80% of the full mark, you'll start to notice a difference. Keep in mind that when you decide to buy and what size you divide, a good rule of thumb is buy double the capacity you might expect to need, remembering that stuff seems to, to expand if the space is available. MVMB means no regrets for a, a long time. Okay, that's right. You won't have any regrets for a very long time. If all that hasn't if all that hasn't driven home the point, let's say it again, MVAB is the storage technology you want for your current or your next PC. Unless you're a gamer or high-resolution video editor, it virtually guarantees that you won't need to replace your current system for quite a while, at least because of performance. Indeed, I felt zero compulsion to replace my six- or seven-year-old system since it was upgraded with MV. Zero. So... It really means that you don't need another PC. Okay? No, when you purchase... Um, and and that that's really it. So if you do the upgrade at home, it's absolutely fantastic. And you just add the uh, card and hope that your BIOS supports booting over VME. And if it does, well then, I mean, there's no reason to really have a, a new PC unless you're really into gaming. All right. Hey, take care. Be safe. Uh, I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. 
have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, you click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR has been kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License.